today we're going to be in Hebrews. Uh, what has happened is we're we're into Christianity uh, probably uh, you know 20, 30 years, and uh, there has been persecution started uh, for the Christian church. Now, and uh, it's it's only for the Christians. It's not for the Judaizers. It's not for the the Jews. Uh, that that religion is a sanctioned religion. It's only for Christianity. And so for the Gentiles, uh, they have no place to go to. But if you are a Jewish Christian, a Hebrew Christian, they, you could in your mind say, really, it's the same God. I, it's 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 the, uh, the 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 same scriptures for in effect. I got the, and so the thinking is that we could uh, somehow go back and escape this persecution. Now it hasn't turned into life and death uh, situation yet. Right now it is only persecution of being arrested and losing uh, property. Now it will progr- progress as uh, Rome gets more and more uh, into it. And so uh, these these Jewish Christians have this thought about going back. And you, when you get into stressful times, uh, a lot of times you, you want to go to the, the last place you were happy, <laughs> the last place, place you were comfortable. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people retire where they took vacations. You ever notice that? People a lot of times retire where they take vacations. And guys, after a while... It's, it's not the same, right? But anyway, um, so uh, the author here of Hebrews is trying to uh, convince those uh, Christians not to go back. And you say, listen, what does that have to do with us? We're not facing that. Well, the, the thing is, every one of us uh, faces some choices. Uh, every day you are probably faced with some difficulty, some problem. Somebody's treated you poorly, uh, your boss or your, or your spouse or... Um, or, or you have a health issue, or you have a, a financial problem, or maybe you, you have so much that going on or so much uh, questions about something, you can't get to sleep. You ever have that where you churn, you can't turn your mind off? And uh, so there are choices to make, and so uh, this is this is dealing with making a choice, and so all of us do that. So we're going to be going through Hebrews. We're doing like maybe what they call a thirty thousand foot uh, overview kind of of Hebrews. Maybe some would say a Cliff's Notes version. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna cover um, some arguments, and kind of what uh, the author does is he he has big arguments to start with, and then a little bit of encouragement. And as he, as he goes along, the arguments get shorter and the encouragements get longer. And finally, at the end, he has a really short argument and lots of encouragement. So that's, that's kind of, uh, what, what we're going to be looking at. Looking at the book of, of Hebrews. It's kind of one of those books. The fact is, I think it's one of those books of, if you're reading straight through scripture, uh, this might be the New Testament book you skip. Uh, it's got a lot of things that we just don't relate with, talking about the altar and talking about priests, and, and, and sometimes we can't relate uh, very well to it. And it's interesting because Hebrews is the book we tend to skip in the New Testament, and Leviticus is the book we skip in the Old Testament, and if anything, they're kind of sister books, they go together. Uh, we're not going to talk about that, but anyway, we don't know who wrote it, and uh, people have a lot of, you know, supposition about who wrote it. Hey, if God wanted us to know who wrote it... Uh, he would have told us, so uh, we don't have to worry about that. Uh, and um, 
The main thing about this book, and probably if, they, if you had one word to explain this book, it's talking about better. Jesus is better than what they had. Jesus is better or superior. So I'm going to look at three, just three arguments about Christ being superior. There's many more. Then we're going to talk about an encouragement. And we're going to we're going to look at the end, uh, kind of make a surmise that, if you will. So the first one is Christ is superior to Moses, and that's in chapter three. And uh, so we look in chapter three, verse four, where it says, "For every house is built by someone, but he has built all things as God." So he starts out with, "All right, every every." Every, there's a, a house built by someone, but God built, God basically built the world. And, uh, as you know, as, as missionaries, we go in the tribe, and this is a common thing, and when we go into the tribe, uh, typically one of the first lessons we do is we bring, bring either a bow or a paddle up, and we'd say, whose paddle is this? Whose bow is this? And, uh, the, the tribal guys are like, yeah, we, we don't know. Who made it? Because they have a, they have an understanding that whoever makes something owns it. It's theirs. It's called law of the creator. So here we're looking at the law of the creator. Uh, God built everything. He, he is the creator. So, and then it goes on and says, and Moses indeed was faithful in all his house, God's house, as a servant for a testimony to those things which would be spoken afterward. So Moses was only a servant in God's house. He was a he was a servant doing what God says, and and he's laying a testimony of things that are going to be spoken about later. In fact, is in in the Gospel of John, chapter five, verse forty six, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and he says this: "For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me." They were all about Moses. He says, "Listen, that guy wrote about me." So he's a servant, and he's having a testimony about. Christ, but he's only a servant in God's house. Then it goes on in the next part. It says, but Christ as a son over his own house. It, I hate to say this because it usually gets a little humorous. Somebody will laugh about this. But I used to tell my students, when you see a butt in scripture, it's big. It's a big butt. Okay. Fortunately, I got no snickering here. So you're, you're cut above the, the new tribe student. If you will, yeah, those 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 uh, contrast, you know. But God, you know, and uh, and and so this is a this is a, a a big but, right? But Christ is a son; he's not a servant in somebody else's house. He's a son in his own house. That's the end of that argument. See, we're moving along, moving along quickly here. Second arm uh, argument is Christ is superior to Aaron. In Hebrews chapter 7 verse 26 says, for such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, sinners has become higher than the heavens who does not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself in the old uh, priesthood at the temple. Uh, if you looked at the temple uh, and you looked at the furniture of the temple, you come into the the temple area, and the first thing you saw was this big altar. And on this altar is where they they killed the the animals, and they would burn the the fat. 
and uh, kept a fire going in there. And then the next thing in the in the temple area was a big laver where they would wash afterward because of the blood. And then you would come into the the basically the main temple area, and uh, the that is roofed. And the first two thirds of it is called the holy place. And in that holy place, it has three pieces of furniture: as a has a lampstand, it has an altar of incense. And it has a table of showbread. It's not real crowded with furniture. Uh, the only other uh, furniture is in the next place, the Holy of Holies, and that is the Ark of the Covenant. So basically, if you count every one of them, there's only about there's only six pieces of furniture, and what is not included is a chair, because there's no resting. There's no there's no place for the priest to take a priest break. They're working all the time. Uh, someday you're, you know, somebody here will probably go on Jeopardy. And uh, maybe one of the categories will be Bible. Or maybe even better, the final answer is going to be a Bible question. And the question is this, how many times a year does a high priest go into the Holy of Holies? And the answer is two. Goes in twice. He goes in once for himself, and he goes in once for the nation of Israel. That's just what this passage says. Uh, to offer, who does not need daily to those uh, as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins, then for the people's on the day of atonement, which is the most religious day, Yom Kippur uh, of uh, the Jews, the high priest would go in first, he would kill an offering and go in and sprinkle blood on the Ark of the Covenant for himself. And then he would come back out, he'd kill an offering for the people, and he'd go back in because then he had been uh, covered by the, the blood, if you will. And so maybe, you know, this will be a big thing for you and you will win in jeopardy. It would be nice if you'd mention me, okay? And, <laughs> I don't have much, okay? Just give me that little, hey, I, this is all due to, you know, this crazy pastor is almost, almost late. Um, but anyway, so all this, and in case, you know, the author of, of Hebrews thinks this is so important that in, in Hebrews chapter 1, he says this. Now, this is the main point. <laughs> in case you missed this, because he's gone on for three chapters, he says, Now, this is the main point of the things we're saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty of the heavens. We have Jesus offered his sacrifice of his blood, and now he's sitting down. The other high priests, they don't sit down. He sits down. Why? Because it's done. And so that's the end of that argument. Now, the next argument is the fact that it's a better covenant. This will be maybe a little bit longer. Chapter 9, verse 15. For this reason, he is a mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgression under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. He writes, for this is the reason he is a mediator. Now, usually when somebody writes, for this is the reason, you have to go back to what they said before. In this case, it's it's for what he's going to say afterward. Uh, he, because of this, he is a mediator of this New Testament. Uh, that peop, Those people in the Old Testament can receive the promise. 
See, in, in the Old Testament, it was clearly seen that the Messiah had to die. <laughs> 